0: Melbourne A.A. Steps Weekend 2018. This is Carl talking about Steps 6 and 7. Hi, I'm Carl. I'm an alcoholic and a drug addict. Hi, Hi, Carl. Um, these, These two steps for me were the most effortless steps that I took. I did my inventory... Well, I finished my inventory and I uh, did my um, step five in a hospital with my sponsor, with nurses coming and going because the feeding tube in my nose had blocked up. And every time we were, we were going through um, this or that, somebody would randomly come. And it got to the point where I didn't care anymore. I was admitting some of the most embarrassing stuff in my life and I didn't care anymore. I didn't care whether there was one person or two people there because I was admitting uh, to my higher power. I was admitting to something bigger than me. I I was admitting to the universe that I acknowledged my mistakes. I'd beaten myself up about my mistakes for years and years and years, but this this was different. Step six and step seven were were the gateway to something better. This was like when you're at the airport... um, and you've taken all of the metal things out of your pockets. And for me that means taking off my boots and taking off my belt because there's metal in, ev- in pretty much everything that I wear. Um, I always have this nervous moment of, have I, have I really gotten everything out of my pockets? Is there something left? And this was kind of similar. This was, have I forgotten anything? I would, they, they give the analogy of a, of a gateway and, you know, you'd, you'd, thinking, have, you, have I really put the right amount of this into it, the right amount of that? Is it solid? Is it going to crumble? And I couldn't do it immediately after um, after step five, like my sponsor had recommended, because that day was was chaos, uh, because I was in a hospital and they, they had priorities. Then my family came along, and it didn't matter. It didn't matter that I didn't do it exactly like the big book. Um, what did matter was that I did it well and that when I did finally ask my higher power to help me be what I wanted to be, that meant that I'd had to think about what I wanted to be instead of what I didn't want to be, because I had spent years and years and years disappointed and disgusted with myself, miserable. When when I'd gotten some time up in sobriety, I, I wasn't in the rooms or anything at the time, but I'd identified I had a problem and I kept trying to to walk away from from the things that made me feel better but I never I never actually did anything about the root problem which was the fact that from as long as I can remember I have been uncomfortable with life but I've never actually done anything about it nothing helpful nothing useful nothing that's going to last and this was finally this was finally the point where I was taking a leap of faith. I'd never believed in a God. That was something that put me off the program for years. But by the time I was prepared to do the program, I was I was kind of at step two because I was... I'd been to a couple of meetings and the people that I was seeing at these meetings, they had the same problem I did. They told the same stories that I, I could tell. In fact, it was almost like they were reading my mind some of the time. But somehow they were happy they were, they were enjoying life things had gotten better for them so there was a solution to this and I realised that I could, I could have what they had if I was prepared to work for it and I was prepared to do anything and every step of the way when I've questioned whether I'm prepared to do it whether, whether the effort's worth it I I come back to that are you prepared to do whatever it takes? And this was, a, this was a moment of, have I done what it takes? Is there anything that I could have done better? Is there anything that I've missed out on? And when I finally did take that step, my sponsor had said to, to take my inventory and burn it. And we'd made a short list of all my defects of character and I was to meditate on what, what it was about that that I didn't like and to then flip it and reverse it and to uh, so think about what I did want to be, who I wanted to, who I wanted to be, the person that I wanted uh, to walk through life as. And once I'd finally meditated on that and sort of had come up with that, I would, I would, then, I would then say a prayer. And this was the first time I actually read a prayer from the book. I'd, otherwise, I'd sort of muddled through what my sponsor had sort of told me the prayer was and I'd kind of um, just sort of rephrased it or paraphrased it or said something similar, but this was the first time that I sat there on my knees, leaning on a hospital bed, reading the big book, going word for word. And I remember standing up after I finished the prayer, taking the pieces of paper that had the defects, and standing over a toilet, because I couldn't burn anything, I was in a hospital. (laughs) Standing over the toilet... I was very fortunate in that this particular time, because I'd been in hospital about three times within a couple of months by that point, I was very fortunate that I had been given room to myself. So nobody had to see all this, um, which was quite lucky, but I like to think I would have been able to do it regardless. I stood over the toilet and I tore them them up. And I still was holding onto it. And I I realised this was the point where I was letting go of the past. I wasn't going to stay there. I needed to move forward, I needed to become the person I wanted to be, and this was the moment where I was either going to do it or I wasn't. I'd said the prayer, it was probably the hardest part, and I let go and I flushed the toilet. And they wouldn't flush, so I would flush them again. <laughs> and I think by the third flush, the last piece of paper went down. Um, and then I walked back out into the, uh, to the, the part of the room where my, um, the, my, my bed was and I was completely alone. Normally when I'm completely alone, I'm anxious. Um, I don't like being with myself. But this was the first time in my life where without any influence of, of chemicals or external something external... I was, I was with myself, and it was peaceful. There was nothing to distract me. It was stark hospital walls. I mean, yeah, sure, I could have distracted myself. There's always ways. But I didn't want to distract myself. I was in this beautiful moment of peace for the first time ever. And this was the moment where my faith had kind of paid off for the first time. Like, this was the first, first time it had manifested and I could actually feel it. Up until that point, I felt like I was either faking it or, you know, well, this is what's recommended, I've got to do it, just keep going, keep going. There's plenty of of evidence that it'll get better at some point, but for the time being, I just need to keep doing what's recommended. But this was the first time where it was actually... And the worst part was I wanted to scream this to the world. But there was no point talking to my sponsor, because he already knew what... what, uh, where I was at, and all, all I could really do was tell him that A, I'd done it, or B, I hadn't done it. Um, and I, I didn't want to bother with, bother him with any more, because I'd just, over the course of two days, given him my dirty laundry, and made him smell it all. Um, the poor bastard. And my partner was busy with my son, as was my mum, um, I couldn't reach my dad because he was also in hospital um, for a completely different reason and on the other side of the country and I, tr- I'd, I actually realised that I didn't need to look for, for, for any sort of appraisal or anything from outside. This was the first time that I was actually content with myself as I was standing there in a hospital gown um, with a tube hanging out of my nose. I um, hadn't eaten in about three weeks, so I was starving. The tube that was supposed to be feeding me had blocked up two days earlier. Um, you know, <laughs> things, with, by all, all measures of um, comfort, were not supposed to be comfortable, but I was comfortable. I don't know why. I have no idea how it was comfortable, but for the first time, I'd, I'd admitted all of my faults. And then I'd stood there, and I'd asked to have things, have all of the all of the flaws within me removed. And it was like closing your eyes and having people catch you. Are they going to catch you? You hope so. Uh, I don't know what would have happened if if I'd let, hit the floor, but um, I didn't. And I just had to trust that I wasn't going to hit the floor. This was, this was when I was demonstrating my faith. You can say a prayer, but the question is, do you mean it? And I found out a few months later that you can say a prayer every morning for months and you, you're saying words, but are you saying it with your heart? Are you saying words that you mean? And I need to keep reminding myself that a prayer needs to be meant, not just said. Thanks for listening. Information about the annual Melbourne AA Steps Weekend is available from www.stepsweekend.aagroup.org.au Thanks for letting us share.